0: So this week on the podcast, I have on a couple of the guys from Mountain Archery Fest. You guys have probably heard me talking about MAF. It's a 3D shoot they're doing in four locations this season. And and they just put on an awesome event. So the couple guys I have on is one is the founder and creator of Mountain Archery Fest, Brandon Waddell. He's also just a diehard bow hunter, so he's got great insight into to bow hunting and how this 3D course applies to archery. Uh, And then we have on another one of his buddies, uh, another guy that works for Mountain Archery Fest. His name is Matt Howell. Uh, His nickname is Muley Matt. Um, I think you've got to kill some pretty big mule deer to get a nickname like Muley Matt. And uh, I think he fits the bill. Uh, Guy's just a diehard hunter. I really enjoyed getting to know these guys, talking with them on the podcast, and uh, plan to go shoot with them at one of these Mountain Archery Fests this year. I think I'm going to make the Idaho event. So you guys will hear us talk about dates and the events in the podcast, and I'll remind you again at the end, but we've had to shift a couple of these dates because of COVID-19. So we've had to shift the the Idaho and the New Mexico dates, so they're a little bit different, but I didn't want to mess with the the fluidity of the podcast and the conversation we were having. Uh, So just take note here at the beginning. I'll remind you again at the end that the dates are changed. Uh, So let's go to those dates and um, those events and uh, I'll tell you what they have. Um, so, so the event in Idaho, it's at Lookout Pass. It's in Mullen, Idaho. The dates are now June 12th to June 14th. Um, so that's the one I'm going to try to make that one. I'd also like to make it. They they do. They're located right around the Four Corners area. So the next event is. Um, I, I pronounce this wrong every time. Uh, every time I talk to Brandon on the phone, he says, "Hey, you pronounce that wrong that J is an H. So, uh, so so let me try it with a fresh head here and say if, see if I can get this one right. Pajarita Mountain in Los Alamos, New Mexico. It was pretty close for me. so <laughs> I'll, I'll count that as a win. but uh, that event is in July 10th to July 12th. Um, Pajarita Mountain, Pirita. Piarita, I think that's how we'll say it, or how it's supposed to be said. Uh, but that event is July tenth to July twelfth. All of these take place on ski resorts. You'll hear them talk us talk about it today in the podcast. Uh, they have a an event in in Beaver, Utah. It's at Eagle Point Ski Resort. That event is going to be June twenty sixth through June twenty eighth. Um. And then, uh, finally, the last event is going to be in Durango, Colorado. It's at the Purgatory Resort. It's July 17th to 19th. So, uh, again, make a note now or at the end of the podcast, we have a promo code for the podcast. So if you put in Elevate15 on the MAF website, it'll get you 15% off of the event. And we'll also get you a free subscription to Eastman's Bowhunting Journal and Eastman's Hunting Journal, a free digital subscription. Um, so yeah, they're just great events. This is a great conversation today. Uh, we'll get into it. So it's it's Matt Hal, aka Muley Matt, Brandon Waddell. I'm your host, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Hey, I'm live here. I've got a Sunday recording. I've got Matt Howell on, and I've got Brandon Waddell, and uh, Brandon has come up with these events, uh, MAF, the the Mountain Archery Festival, and um, man, what cool events. Thanks, guys, for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, so you guys are putting on four of these events this year, um, and pretty awesome events. They all take take place at ski resorts, right?
1: Yeah, this year they're all on, the, on a on a beautiful mountain top, and uh, great great place to be in the middle of the summer. is on top of a mountain, right?
0: Oh, it's the best place to be. Yeah, and when you get to ride the chair up and then walk the course down, I think that's uh, it's such a cool way to shoot. As it's real mountain conditions, and it's like you're hunting up there.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a cool aspect to 3D shooting, and you know it's been around for a while. Um, there's people that were doing this 20 years ago. Um, it just really didn't really take off until the last seven, eight years. And people really began to, to enjoy that opportunity of a big venue, uh, good people, good atmosphere, festival style, um, and having the opportunity to not have to work super hard, Going up the mountain sometimes, right? It's kind of nice every now and then when we look up the mountain, we're like, we get to ride the chair up. That's great, because in a couple months, I'm going to be pounding on this mountain uh, with my boots, and it's not nearly uh, as easy and entertaining sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right, Brandon. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, and I like to get my exercise and walk up these mountains, but this is more focused on shooting, and you still put a bunch of miles on when you're walking those courses. Like, it's easy to walk 10 miles a day doing it, but but you're really focused on the shooting and and, and walking down to different targets and getting as many 3D targets – shot throughout the course in different scenarios uh and and that just seems like the best way to do it so yeah i really love the format like it makes it really fun for me
2: it's it is a blast you know and one thing i will say even though it's downhill that doesn't mean it's easy you wouldn't believe the number of people that get off of these courses and say i didn't think it was going to be that hard to come down the hill so i will tell you you know get Get in shape, you know keep your summer routine going and and come out there with a good set of boots because even though it's downhill you're still gonna get a good little workout and you're gonna get to test those boots
0: <laughs> boy that's the truth well and it, it's just so wild like uh it, it's real life conditions it's like hunting on the mountain like you're always standing on uneven terrain on rocky terrain and like you say you're walking so much through the day you're getting fatigued. And then just the challenge of those courses that you guys set up where you just have to thread the needle. Like it's a really high degree of difficulty to thread it by a tree or to thread it down a 40-degree slope or to take some of those longer shots. Um, man, it. there is nothing better for your bow hunting skill than, than shooting these courses.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. And, you know, at Mountain Archery Fest, we set up, five or six different courses on the mountain and each course has a different element of skill level and so and that's all the way down to you know how hard the hike would be going down uh to the shooting uh you know and the idea of threading the needle to distances and and also how we kind of set a target um, in angles and and things of that nature. So, you know, we have five different courses, so everybody can be challenged, no matter the skill level or the discipline that you shoot. So, it gives you something that you can be comfortable with shooting, whether no matter what your skill level is. And then it always gives you an opportunity to step up, try another course, and challenge yourself a little bit more with a positive outcome, so that you can really come and enjoy yourself, have a good time. I mean. You know, we've got courses all the way from, like I say, beginning all the way to what I call um, stupid, if you will, um, to the point of where it's (laughs) it's to where it's unethical. It really is. As a bow hunter, it's an unethical course. You would never be making these types of shots in real life. Um, But I feel that a course like that also allows you to test those boundaries. It allows you to realize what you really are capable of doing uh, and and then. It, you can relay that back to reality and then that helps you make split s- split second decisions in the field about, Oh, I can make the shot. And then you think to yourself, nah, maybe I can't, you know? And so not that you sh- shouldn't try at times, but I think that the three day courses are where you try, right? That's where you fi- figure out what your true potential is. And so we always try to keep that in mind throughout building these courses. Um, you know, and Matt's always been a great, a great course builder as well. And so I've learned a lot from him in doing all this. And and um, and we just feel like we give the best rounded experience at Mountain Archery Festival.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. You know, the one one of the, for instance, one of the targets we had last year was a was a deer with a mountain lion coming in behind. And um, in real life, you're probably not going to be shooting a mountain lion that's behind a deer. But I guarantee you're going to run into situations where you may be. They have a herd of elk around you and that bull's standing directly behind a cow. And you get to see at 75, 80 yards what a little mistake does to your arrow, you know, where now you're clipping the back of that doe instead of putting it right in the, you know, in the kill zone of that mountain lion. And that just kinda lets you see in real life, okay, if I was in this situation, what would have the what would the outcome of you know of my shot have been? And it really gets you Um, one, in a mindset of, okay, here's a hunting situation, but two, how did I do in that hunting situation? Um, And It lets you know what you need to work on more before season comes, helps you to just kind of relax, and and, in each of those little scenarios, you know, I know when I was in sports when I was a kid, coaches were always like, visualize the situation, and we want to visualize our shots when we take them. This is like walking out that visualization of that shot, and you get to see not just in your mind you get to see that arrow go in, you get to watch it go into that target like it would into an animal um, and it's just another step closer, you know, bringing you closer to the actual hunt.
0: Yeah, uh, you guys are spot on, yeah, that high degree of difficulty. I love those courses, the really tough, challenging shots and and like you say, they're almost unethical if you were in a hunting scenario, uh, but in a 3 d scenario, you know you you get to shoot the highest degree of difficulty, the toughest shots, and see what you can do. And I notice at those 3D events that it either builds my confidence through the roof where I'm ready for hunting season, I know I've passed the test, or it'll crush my confidence if I've got, like, a sight tape that's a little off or if I haven't spent enough time for my bow. Like, it sure highlights that, but it's just, um, even though they're they're high degree of difficulty, maybe longer shots that you take in the field – you really challenge yourself to make good execution and good shots time in and time out. You you don't want to ruin arrows, but it's tough not to on a course like that. It seems like you always have one or two shots that get away from you or, or maybe misjudge. But, um, man, there is no finer practice for, for bow hunting than, than going out on one of those courses and, and just – aiming at 3d targets has been one of my biggest secrets over the years is like learning how to pick that spot. You know, you, I shoot at a bullseye and I get my bow all dialed in and I, I make sure everything's doped and ready to shoot, but then to go out and, and to pick a spot on a 3d target and, and uh, to, to practice your hold and your execution and put a good arrow, man, in, man, that's what gets you ready for season.
1: That's a fact. I mean, aiming dots on a bag target you know, that are spelled out is, is one thing, but 3d targets require you to identify and pick a spot. Right. And, you know, it it brings the whole concept to the aim small, miss small concept, right? You pick the precise spot you want to hit and you try to hit it. And, you know, whether you're using a shadow or uh, a position on the body or a reference to, in your mind where the skeletal framework is within that animal or even shooting something at a <clears throat> high degree of uh angling away where you're basically you're like you're thinking of okay I'm not really picking the spot on the surface but I'm picking the spot in its chest I'm picking the spot of a, where its heart is or where its lungs are and I'm making that shot happen um you know because I mean you can go out and shoot in our competitions and you're you're shooting for rings, right? You're shooting for a score, but up on but you can also go shoot recreationally on these courses, and you can figure out how to make a kill shot, right? It's like even when we when me and Matt and some of the boys go out and we're doing stuff, it's like, yeah, I didn't hit a 12 ring, but that deer is dead. Yeah, I didn't hit a 10 ring, but this bear is dead, right? Like we know that we're shooting for that kind of opportunity later in the fall. And I think that that's something that people really need to understand about 3d shooting and how important that silhouette is in your mind. When you make that shot repetitively on that silhouette of a target, it just, you know, like if I draw a goat tag, I'm gonna go buy a goat target. If I bought, you know, when I drew my first archery bear tag, I went and bought a bear target. Like I wanted to just shoot that silhouette, shoot the silhouette, shoot it over and over and over until I was money to where picking that spot was just second nature you know
0: oh you're so right and it it just transposes to real hunting just like practicing on those targets and also angles of animals and then you know, the way you guys have it set up on these courses, there's animals in the shade, animals in the sun, animals facing left, animals facing right, animals angled or quartered away from you. And like you say, maybe shooting for a score or a spot, but but it's still, you get to walk up to that target after you execute and see if it was a dead animal. You get to see the angle of the arrow and how it's going up in them and look at it and go, man, if I was shooting at this animal, I might put that arrow another four inches back. And that's, That's all information that's downloaded in your head that then, you know, when you get a chance at a trophy mule deer, trophy bull, bear, whatever it is, like you've got that information downloaded and it's almost in your instincts of where to put that arrow or where to aim. And you've done it so many times on so many different 3D targets that you let that pin settle and then execute your shot. And, man, nothing feels better than making a perfect shot on an animal. And, and like, the key to that is is the practice throughout the summer. And these are just – a great excuse to get out with your buddies, laugh, have fun, and then be shooting at, at a multitude of 3D targets, which I can't afford. You know, like I have one deer target or maybe a couple 3D targets. You guys have five different courses. And then what I think is really cool, uh, Brandon and Matt, is um, you're, you guys are doing something that nobody else is doing, you know, partly by by making it competitive and scoring these rounds. But I love that that Pope and Young course you guys came up with where you have replicas of the 29 Pope and Young world records out on a course. That's really cool.
2: It's, it's, um, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to let Brandon talk about it because this is kind of his baby. But I cannot tell you how excited I am to shoot this course because it's going to go – there's there's going to be more in the replication than just the antlers. But, Brandon, go ahead. Talk, talk a little bit about your baby here.
1: Yeah, it's – uh. It's something that, you know, I'm a real passionate Pope and Young Club member. Um, you know, I've been a member for a little over 10 years, which is, you know, I've only been archery hunting for 10 or 11 years now, and um, I'm relatively new as a hunter and new to the sport. But at the same time, you know, from the minute I shot a bow, I knew that this is what I'd been looking for for a lot of my life. And so as I became a member of Pope and Young and I began to see – um the importance of the club and, and the, and the record keeping and their conservation and everything that they do. I knew that when I began to build mountain archery fest that I wanted them to be a strong supporter. Um, and my way of kind of giving back to Pope and young and, and to these amazing animals is I kind of designed in my brain, this course. And I, and I figured, I mean, it's not hard to design, right? I mean, just in your mind, but, um, as I began to implement it, it's become quite this uh, amazing one-off situation that no one else has ever done, and I I didn't really realize what I was starting when I, when I got into it, but um, we have reached out to Antlers by Klaus, who's up in Wisconsin, and he is one of the leading antler replicators of world record animals around the world, and he builds these Antlers and they're just absolutely amazing. Um, they're they look so real, it'd blow your mind. And we decided working with him that we would do this 29 North American Slam, and um, it's 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 pretty cool. So amongst these 29, these antlers, some of them are exact replicas, some of them are not exact. Um, some of the record holders, uh, I would have to pay. Extreme royalties, too, to make them exact. But I can tell you that they are almost um, – they're pretty close to being replicas. They're, so when you're looking at these animals and you're looking at these world records, they're going to seem – I mean, how many of you have ever shot a world record, right? I mean, it, I mean, all, to all our listeners, how many of you have shot a world record? This is your chance to come out and shoot 29 world records. Um And the cool piece about this course is is that it's an educational course. Every course on my mountain has a reason. It has a purpose for the archer. And this one is our educational course. And so at each one of these pins, there will be a sign there telling you about the animal, um, their name, where they're at, how their species is doing, uh, a, a regional location map also on the sign, and... And the topography behind all that on the sign also is in the general area where that world record was taken. And then on the bottom, we have a little bit about the shooter, a little bit about size and, and a little bit of a story, two or three sentences that go with the for the shooter when he took this majestic animal. And really, this course is a, not so much about celebrating the person. This course is about celebrating the legacy of of that animal. And that's what I think is truly important in this Pope and Young Club and what they do. You know, a lot of people look at the record book and they say, oh, that's just, you know, it's an elitist book. You, you got to shoot this big animal to be in the book and all this stuff. And, and really, I mean, if you shoot a 140 whitetail, you're in the top 25% of that book. That's not that, that's not such an amazing feat in some aspects, right? So you need to remember that and this is just kind of what this course portrays for me is to get the shooters to realize that it's important to put these animals in this book. And it's because you took their life. They deserve to have their legacy carried on. And that is truly the importance of this course. And then the other cool piece to the course is that you get to replicate the shot that the world record holder made. And so you'll find it interesting when As you shoot this course, um, the distances, the angles, uh, the positions they were in, whether they were sitting, kneeling, standing, um, and then also some of the degree of angle, we'll do our very best to replicate that piece. And so it's a really exciting course, really fun. Um, I mean, when you walk up to these animals and you see the size of, like, I mean, the moose is that's the biggest thing you ever seen in your life. I mean, those antlers are ginormous. And uh so it's just a really cool opportunity. Really cool.
0: What a great vision, Brandon, and to be able to put that all together. And then I like how you tied it all together with the information like I'm not I've not one to to walk through a mu- museum, but a course like that, I could just walk through and just read about each one of those animals, where they came from, read a little bit about the shooter and learn a little bit about it. Um, man, how cool. And, you know, you talk about, you know, uh, getting into the Pope and Young book. And, yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm just a blue-collar average bow hunter. And, you know, throughout my years of adventuring around on public lands through all the different states, you know, able to turn up some pretty nice critters and, and chase some even bigger ones yet. And I think that's the cool deal is to be able to, to be there and see that world record – mule deer or to see that world record elk and see what it looks like on the head or you talk about the moose just how big that thing looks um you know we have a vision in our head of what big animals are but when you get a 200 inch muley standing in front of you the the thing looks cartoonish when it's out there so i can't imagine to see the world record on top of all of these different heads learn about them and then to replicate the shot with the angle that that hunter made, man, I, I think that's just a great vision. Um, that's going to be really fun to shoot.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a one of those courses that is, you will never forget. I can promise you that. And, I mean, because there is just something about, I mean, would you even know what a 400-plus-inch uh, typical elk even looks like? I mean, do you have, can you even fathom that? Because there's probably, I can't even imagine the percentage, the percentages in the single digits of people that have ever even seen that, um, dead or alive. Right. So, um, it's a pretty cool, it's, I'm really excited. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I can tell you that putting this course together has been, I thought it'd be a lot easier. Um, there's lots of things that have come into play in building this course that I didn't even think of. Um, you start talking about putting some of these antlers of this size on these animals, we basically have to completely restructure the, the neck and the heads of these 3d targets. (laughs) Um, We have to, I mean, we had to, these antlers are not cheap um, and they are, uh, they're not super rugged. So they are breakable um, in order to get them light enough to where they could sit on these foam targets and not, and, and not basically break these foam targets. We had to reconstruct them in a different materials and play with that over time. And that's been a challenge. Um, and now even just to transport these antlers, um, around is turned into a, uh, uh, a little bit of a logistical nightmare, but at the same time, we got it figured out. Um, we basically have to hang every one of these antlers on the wall or the ceiling of a trailer for transport they can't be stacked they can't be just laid in a trailer right they all have to have their own firm mounting position within the trailer and that takes up a ton of space and so um it's been interesting as we work through this and even to even to just get them insured um has been kind of an odd thing to do because these insurance companies are like you're insuring what (laughs) and they're what (laughs) it's, it's like, or... <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not really, they're, yeah, they're not foam, but um, they're really cool composite of okay. and fiberglass at this point. Yeah, oh, cool. they're really it's uh, it's a little bit more high tech than you might give it credit. Um, but um, pretty, it, it's just been an interesting course. It's and we're really hoping that we can get people out to see it. We were supposed to debut um, our our course at the Pope and Young convention this weekend in Chantilly, Virginia. And, um, obviously we didn't get the opportunity to do that. Uh, Pope and young club had to, to cancel their convention. Like many, many people have, I know Matt here with SCI four corners canceled theirs. And, um, and our, some of our local shoots here, right. I mean, with what we're dealing with right now in the, this country and around the world has been a challenge, but, um, we're really looking forward to having that opportunity in a couple months um, I was really excited to debut this at the Popepinn convention i mean what what a better place to do it right um but uh you know we'll we'll keep her moving forward that's you know and we'll get there at some point everybody's gonna get to see this course I hope
0: yeah well it's too bad the event got cancelled it would have been a great place to to debut it but but what a feat uh uh the logistics that you've been able to put together to, to put this all in place, you know, we all have ideas out there, but then to, like you say, through the insurance and building them and, and permission and, um, just the whole deal. Brandon, you have put a lot of work to this. I'm glad you're in charge of the logistics and I just get to shoot the course and think about how much fun it is. But yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. And so, like, the debut then would be, um, it looks like your guys's first event is, um, Lookout Pass. Uh, in Idaho, correct?
1: Yeah, our first event is the first weekend of June in Idaho, and um, and we'll be there. You know, God willing, everything's going to work out, and we're going to stay moving forward. We're, you know, our venues, our sponsors, us, the whole team. Um, we're all really looking forward to that first weekend. Uh, with a couple months out, we're confident we're going to be there. Everything as far as math is concerned, is moving forward. We've had lots of people asking about our cancellations and things of that nature. And, um, that is not in our scope at all. We've got some backup dates. We've got, um, you know, our idea right now is we're just staying in our lane, Brian, just stay your lane, right? Mm -hmm. Don't get too crazy one way or the other and, and just stay in your lane and keep, keep focused. Um, we're still, you know, we're doing this podcast with that intention, we're doing other things with Eastman's bow hunting right in uh, the magazine and the forum and other things we're doing with base map and uh, with all our sponsors We're you know this week I talked with everybody and everybody is thumbs up and we're not you know we're we're keeping the pace we're gonna stay on schedule and keep moving forward so. You know that first one in Idaho, the first weekend of June, and then we do a back-to-back weekend turnaround there down in Los Alamos, New Mexico. And and I'm going to help you with your pronunciation here, Brian. I, um, I listened to your podcast about the uh, Tag Hub yes two mornings ago. Yes. And uh, um, you you flat butchered Pajarito, (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) I stress over those pronunciations (laughs) so bad. Oh my gosh, that's the worst part of a podcast. Okay, I'm ready to hear it right.
1: Okay, Matt, he said Pajarita. Pajarita. That's pretty close. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's horrible. it's horrible. I butchered it. Go ahead, pronounce
1: the, it right for the, me. The, it, it's Pajarito. So the J sounds like an H, right? Okay. So it's Pajarito. Okay, perfect. So that's that's in our second weekend of June. And okay. then uh, our last weekend of June will be at uh, outside of Beaver at Eagle Point. And then our last event is at Purgatory Ski Resort outside of Durango on the third weekend of July. So, um, you know, we're, we're keeping pace with all that, and we're really excited, man. I mean, we, we can't be more excited about how well-rounded out this festival is, and everything that we have to offer for everybody is fantastic. So we're, we're looking forward to bringing it to the masses. Um, this is our second year. A lot of people don't know we exist, and so this is our year to uh, refine what we're doing and get people to realize we exist. So, um, we're looking forward to it.
0: Man, you guys nailed down some awesome spots. All of those are just beautiful locations.
1: Yeah, I can tell you that. Um, you know they're they're awe inspiring locations. Um, you know, each one has its own identity. Each one has its own, um, set of logistical, logistical, um, situations we have to overcome. Um, it, they're each so different that you'll want to experience each one at some point in time. Uh, that was kind of the idea behind finding these different locations and, uh, and working with these venues in particular is they're great to work with. Um, their amenities are, are excellent. And, but each one has a different feel. Like you say, you know, you go to, uh, lookout pass in Idaho, you know, they don't, they're not a monster resort. They don't have on-site lodging. Uh, stuff is very close. They have a, they have great food. We have great camping atmosphere. Um, so it's a little bit more low key of a resort, but then you can move your way into, uh, and that, that one in New Mexico are both very similar. Uh, town is very close by, so they don't really have lodging on site, but the, but the uh, the mountains kind of still give you that nice low key homey feel, and but then when you get to Eagle Point and uh, and Purgatory, I mean these are full blown resorts with more amenities than you can than you can imagine. I mean the comforts of home. So each one kind of has a little different scenario. Even the mountains are much different. The terrain what we have to work with, with setting up these animals, each one has a different identity that way too. So it's pretty, it's exciting.
0: Man, that's really cool. And in these events, it it looks like they go the whole weekend. Maybe talk about uh, uh, some of the other events that go on at the festival. You talked about the camping, which I think is great, you know, where you can camp. Um, These are family friendly events too, where you can bring the whole family, right, Brennan?
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is a family style setting. We, we've, you know, our mission is to bring a really strong foundation to the sport of archery and for each archer, Um, you know, through youth, families, on not only a recreational level, but also a competitive level. Um, We just want to really bring strong values of ethics and heritage and conservation within the shoot as well. So within that, you know, between the sponsors that we have Uh, the way that we set up these courses, not only recreationally, like I said, but also competitively. That's something that separates us from other national 3D events is that we have both. You can, every person of every age, ability um, and discipline, we have something for everybody. Uh, We've built this whole mountain, and this whole festival around celebrating archers. And so within that, you know, we've got that amazing course that we built. We've got five other courses as well, all with different, uh, you know, different uh, themes in a sense. You know, we got some, like I said, the 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 cryptic course. Super tough, really hard, long shots. I mean, I basically build that course to where it's almost impossible to make the shot. You really have to figure out how you're going to make that happen. Um, you know, and then all the way down to our other our other courses, the IA course, the base map course. The Eastman's Tag Hub course. Um, all of these have a different representation of animals, species, um, stuff from Asia, all across Europe. Uh, you know, it, we've got so much stuff that you're going to get to shoot that you've never shot before, like an ostrich or uh, even lions and tigers and uh, a raccoon dog. Maybe people don't even know what that is. Um, and so there's always fun targets to be sh- to be shot as well. And then some of our other presenting partners that help kind of round out the fun of our weekend is uh, we have Full Draw Film Tour that comes with us. It's kind of a, a, a miniature version of the Full Draw Film Tour. It's kind of a half half of the viewing. It's not a full-blown Full Draw uh, night, but between that and Eastman's Tag Hub, we've put together an amazing night of films and education on Friday night, which is always a great time. And then at a few of our locations prior to that, we've got a BHA storytelling around campfire before we start the films, which is exciting. And then on Saturday night, we do the Pope and young, uh, pint night, which has, which is a great time to learn about them, become a member, a great place to win a ton of stuff. And, um, and so within all that, we, we have some milk calling competitions at some of them. Uh, we'll have archery tag at each one, which is being provided by API, uh, Archery Performance International, out of Salt Lake City. And they'll be our pro shop slash retail trailer that goes around with us to each event. So, I mean, we've got everything that we that you could imagine, a free kids course to come shoot. Um, so there's something that people can be doing. And then to expand on the competitive side of our mountain, uh, we've got the mountain madness competition, which is our one round 3d course on Saturday morning, which is a lot of fun. It's exciting. We've got tons of different uh, classifications for that all the way out to Olympic bow or Olympic recurve. So, I mean, pro down to cub, every style bare bow, it doesn't matter. Bring something, Bring whatever you shoot. We got a class for you to shoot in. Um, the top four within each one of those classes get to do a head to head shoot off right there at the base uh, in front of people. And it's, you know, and it's just a three target shoot off. Good times. And then we also have something that we do in this year called the Ultimate Archer. And the Ultimate Archer is you'll shoot compound uh, or something compound on Saturday, and then you have to shoot a trad or longbow on Sunday. And we'll just kind of find who's the ultimate archer between those two types of disciplines. And that should be – that's new this year. Uh, We'll see if we can – what that looks like. It's kind of a test to see if people are interested in that. Uh, And then we also have another – we have a couple other competitions. So at Idaho and New Mexico, we have Train to Hunt coming, and they're doing their team format uh, at at our event. And so we'll have – get to have all those uh, hunter-athletes come and compete on the mountain as well alongside with the other competitions and the recreational shooters, which would be a good time. And then um, and then at all four events, we also have the Baku Western Hunter uh, competition where you'll get to use a Baku bike, e-bike, and you'll be riding this bike and through a course, and you'll also be doing physical challenges and shooting uh, throughout that course. And they have some amazing prizes they are given away. And in fact, the top the number one man and the number one woman at each event will be put in a hat and they you'll have a one in eight opportunity at winning a $5,000 e-bike at Purgatory at our last event. So um, we've got amazing stuff, you know, to give away at these competitions. We also do a cash payout on the Mountain Madness Comp. I mean, there's so much for me to tell you, like I could just talk, 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 talk about how much we have for these archers and for these families to come enjoy. So I just encourage you to come and do and bring your family. We I mean, we had people last year pushing strollers as quivers with babies in them on a couple of our courses that we set up because they were able to actually do that. Um, so, you know, we really try to keep that in mind when we build these mountains that everybody can be included. We we think it's really important also that we aligned ourselves with Scholastic 3D Association, S3DA. We're going to be doing... Uh, membership drive shoots at our first three shoots but purgatory this year we're going to have the first ever western 3d nationals for s3da and i don't know if any of you keep track of that but their their national event that they have back east each year brings out 1200 kids to compete in the three outdoor 3d nationals and within that 3.1 spectators come with each one of those shooters I mean that's a huge amount of people and a huge amount of traffic, and so breaking that up to where they now have an east and a west, and now their west is going to be in conjunction with our event at Purgatory, um, that third weekend in July, is going to be epic. There, it's we're so we're looking forward to that event so much to see the youth that comes with s3da into our events we think that's super important for them to be a part of what we're doing moving forward with mountain archery fest because they're the future of everything we know everything from archery competitively on paper foam and all the way leading up to hunting and i think that that's just a an amazing uh, organization that's doing great things and we're really really proud to have them on board as well so
0: Man, good work, guys. the The evolution of these events is amazing. And when you start to pull back the curtain and tell me all the the inside information, it starts to stress me. I am glad I just get to come and shoot and have a safe course that I could walk down. But <laughs> you know, a lot of the fun for me is just the community. Like everybody in the you know that that enjoys the outdoors and enjoys these shoots and enjoys archery. The the community around it, you know, both with with, with my group of friends that I'll shoot with, new people I'll meet, and then with, like, the, the pint night, uh, the BHA storytelling, the, the, the videos, you just meet such great people and – and and you don't really think about it as connections, but it really is. As you start meeting people all over the United States, pretty soon you meet somebody that's from the Four Corners area or from New Mexico that says, Hey, yeah, why don't you come down and try to hunt this unit or you know, just the uh the networking that you get to do and the fun of being around like minded people and um you know, like shooting that the, the world record course, the Pope and young world record course, and to be able to rib my buddy when he misses that giant mule deer, you know, that's hilarious. It's, I have so many laughs and so much fun in a weekend of these events that, that it's just become, it's become something that, that's a priority to me. I I tell the difference when I walk away from a weekend of shooting that I improve my shooting skill. I am closer to being ready for season and the way you have these events scheduled in that June and then um, you've got the last one in July. They're just perfect dates to like get everything ready and fine tuned for hunting the mountains. And, and um, like I say, I always walk away like having this incredible good time, but I also walk away with improved shooting skill. And so, man, it's just so cool what you've put together here. So I, am going to try to make the one in, in Idaho at lookout pass Uh, Matt, Are you going to make that one?
2: Um, I don't know yet what my schedule is going to be looking like 100%. I know I might end up skipping that one just so that I can get down to New Mexico and kind of get a head start on that setup since it's a back-to-back um, on that one. But we'll see. Um, you know, I run a small business, so I still have to keep that in mind. Um, but we'll see. I'm gonna. I'd love to make it. I'd love to make all four, but we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes um, as we get closer to the events.
0: Yeah, it would be really fun to shoot around with you, and then I'll I'll have to connect with you, Brandon, at that one at, at Lookout Pass. But yeah, what amazing events you guys are putting on. I just, I can't imagine the logistics and what you guys uh, have to put together. Like I say, I'm just looking forward to getting there and improving my shooting skill and having some good laughs, but uh, man, it's just awesome. I, I, I'm really impressed with these events you've put together in a short amount of time. Like you say, this is only your second year doing these events.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I'll tell you, it's it is challenging. I I can't say it isn't. Um, you know, as Matt can attest, even as SCI puts on local shoots here, um, there's a lot of organization that goes into that. You, and then when you times it by five courses and the venues and um, emergency plans and uh and sponsorships and you know and just it, everything that goes into it and then you times it by four and you know, it's and it, you wish you could just times it by four, but then you're actually times it by 16 because then you got each location has its own four people that you're working with between lodging and special event manager and, and mountain ops on, you know, and, and, and then first aid, like I said, and then it's, it's something I'll, I'll be honest. Um, when I, you know, when I got into it, I didn't realize, Um, quite how much detail there really was involved in some of this on a big scale and uh, but excuse me there but I think that uh, it's rewarding at the same time Brian when you're at these events and you're getting to meet these people going up on the lift and and they're coming down these big smiles and couple arrows gone and they don't even care and they're super excited and they thank you so much and tell you what a great job your family's doing and and how well your board is done and the venue's amazing and um you know i mean it just gives me chills talking about it because there's nothing more rewarding than making people happy and to and to give them the setting and the settings in which they're finding some of that happiness and that reward and those connections and the camaraderie and even the strengthening of their own families and, and stuff. It's just, it just fills your heart and, and your soul up to where when you're grinding setting 160 targets on the mountain with your, with a couple of your 15 year old sons last year, you know, you think to yourself, that's, that's some of the hardest work I've ever done in my life, but at the same time, the most rewarding.
0: Oh, man, the the feeling when you pull off a good event has got to be uh, overwhelming. Well, at least now you know what you're getting into a year behind you and and, uh, sounds like you got a great plan for these events. So um, when guys are located around one of these areas or want to plan for a weekend down there, uh, what should they do to to get ready to go to one of these?
1: Well, I think the number one thing is to get registered, right? Get registered, sign up for what you want to do. It's not difficult. Get on mountainarcheryfest.com, uh, click on the venue you want to go to, and then when you get over there, just decide whether you want to compete or not. Um, the best thing to do <clears throat> at these events is to go, is to come for all three days, uh, the, to get the, to really get the feel of what we do and, and the energy behind all of it, and to experience it. You know, you come up, you come on Thursday evening, you jump out there and shoot for fun on Friday. You can easily shoot a couple courses in a day, no problem. Stick around Friday night for film, full draw, and and Eastman's Tag Hubs films, and and then wake up Saturday morning and go compete. Go compete in something. Do train to hunt. Do the Mountain Madness comp. Do the Baku Western Challenge. Do something like that. Test yourself a little bit, and then you know. There's also an opportunity, even if you do one of those events, that you could still go up and shoot a course that afternoon uh, aside from the one you shoot in the competition. And then stick around and have a good time at pint night. Have, meet some people, network. Like you say, find some people that live in the area. Figure out where you're going to hunt in Idaho um, you know, and, and talk to people. And then on Sunday, go out and shoot recreationally again a couple more courses. And you, you'll, you will have almost shot the entire mountain if you stick around for three days. And you know for 125 bucks that's that's a value for what you're going to take away from this weekend you know we don't charge anything extra for pint night we don't charge anything extra for full draw it's all inclusive in your ticket price so just you know get signed up and get ready and then when you come bring a backpack bring your arrows have your stuff tuned up ready to rock and roll bring a good pair of boots sunscreen rain gear um You know, a puffy. I mean, a lot of these mountains, even though it's the summertime, are above 10,000 feet. Uh, you know, weather can change in a heartbeat. Uh, and so just be prepared as you would be going out on a hunt. I mean, you don't have to be extremely prepared. You don't need to bring your sheep tarp and your food and your, you know, all your stuff, but at least be ready weather-wise. Yeah. I I think that's great. Just come with a, yeah. And then just come with a positive attitude. Just come just come with a positive attitude and come ready to have some fun because um, that's what we're all about. And I think that that pretty much rounds it out. When you say, Matt, did I miss anything? Well, uh,
2: A couple things. Um, I got to um, reiterate what Brandon was saying about shooting multiple days. I didn't talk to one person last year who only shot one day that didn't regret not coming up for a second or third day. Um, it's just – there's so much to take in. It's so worth it to make a, a long weekend out of it and be there for all three days. Um, but the other thing, when you come, make sure you bring the insect repellent because that <laughs> time of year, there's, there's, there's mosquitoes everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so we'll get at, pur-
1: up. <laughs> yeah, at Purgatory last year – our, uh, comp- our We do a competitive course, and our competitive course is on the base of the mountain. So if you compete in one of the comps, it's it's a course that doesn't go up and down the hill. So it's on the base. And the one at Purgatory last year, the, the space where we have to set that um, is close to a couple of stagnant ponds. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, these poor competitors, if I didn't – we set a really short course – these competitors and it was really difficult for a lot of these pros and 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 some of these guys to shoot something that was that was short and tight um but at the same time i mean they shooting scores were down a little bit because they were just getting eaten alive i mean they had to actually stand there and focus on shooting this target while they're being you know swarmed by and I mean swarmed by mosquitoes. It was a little bit crazy. Um, but they all they all said, hey, you know, that, go to Alaska. Go to Alaska and, and go hunt. You know, you're going to be hunting in these mosquitoes. This is what it is. I mean, so it's funny how um, even that translates, Matt, right, to being like real-life hunting. Yeah. but we didn't anticipate that
0: (laughs) matt what what great two points you are paying attention over there yeah uh, both of those (laughs) i've made that mistake of only shooting one day at, at at a 3d shoot and i always wish i'd stay for the whole weekend and i have so much more fun when i make it the entire weekend and that's the other thing i totally forgot about is that time of year all of these ski resorts are evil with mosquitoes it's just the way the mountains are and i run into it you know early season muley scouting and uh you know you don't you don't always think about it because when you're up in the mountains in September it's such a nice enjoyable time and every once in a while you'll run into mosquitoes but for the most part there isn't any bugs and so yeah you get up on a on a, on a scouting mission and you don't bring bug spray or get out on a shoot and don't bring bug spray, you are in trouble. Those are Satan's little creatures. I remember bivy sacking and just having them eat through my screen. And, uh, I look like a elephant man on my face, just getting 20, 30 bites. So that is a great point. Um, and, and it just seems like they're bad at different times. Like, um, you know, throughout the, the middle of the day, they're not bad mornings and evenings, but, um, yeah, definitely two really good points to make sure you're prepared and bring that bug spray.
1: And I think what also these each one of these locations and venues have to offer is there's all there's so much other stuff to do in the area. I mean, I would highly encourage the families to say, Hey, you know what, we're taking the week off and we're gonna make a family vacation out of this deal and on the end of our family vacation we're gonna shoot. You know, they got uh, The Hiawatha Bike Trail up in Idaho is amazing. I mean, if you got a family that likes to ride mountain bikes, I mean, it's it's an awesome awesome trail. It's like I don't I need to research a little bit more, but I think it's 12 to 15 miles of groomed trail uh, along the old railroad grade, and they got big bridges that you cross, and just gorgeous. um, If you look at the pictures, so I mean, there's lots of things to offer. New Mexico's got a lot of great stuff down there, and as well and uh you know there's just there's something to do at each one of these locations you can come to durango and ride the train you can go river rafting you can i mean there's so much stuff you can do throughout the week as well as joining us for mountain archery fest so um, i just encourage people to take those opportunities of the surrounding areas because you know we really like to see our registrants come into the community and enjoy the community not just what we're offering on the mountain because each one of these communities has very special people businesses and uh and people that really enjoy having us there so we really like to spread that love a little bit you know
0: that's a great point all of those areas that you you plan these events in they do have so much to do around there in the mountains and the the rivers i mean i know Idaho personally, I um, and, and I may plan to take my family there and do a family vacation and do a shoot. But I know all, I know the the personally the place in Idaho, the place in Utah, Durango, Colorado is just beautiful. And I, you know, I might have to mix a scouting trip down to that that area. I just love, you know, that southern Colorado. It's just got great mountains to go climb, and and um, yeah, it's just a great point. There's so much to do around these areas that. That, yeah, you could you could very easily plan a whole week and take your family with you and enjoy what's around those places.
2: Hey Brian, just to clarify, we don't have any animals down here in Southwest Colorado, so <laughs> <laughs> that scouting yeah. trip you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> okay, maybe
0: scouting trip on the way or something. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, we that, don't you have you know, no animals up, down here. Yeah, you bring up good points though. You know, we had people last year. Even we had I know one couple from Louisiana that made their family vacation based around, you know, this event, their parents don't shoot, but they brought their parents out, uh, spent a week, you know, and I think that's an awesome way to look at it. You know, you, you can go to an area, check out a new area. Um, you know, there's hunting opportunities around all these shoots. So even if you don't have a tag for that area this year, it's something you can go check out, uh, you know, a new location and look at it and be like, Hey, I'm gonna spend a couple of days in the woods. Must spend a couple days shooting. I'm gonna, you know, take the family. We're gonna just take a nice little trip and get away. That'll be our summer trip or whatever. And it's just, it's a fun week-long event. If you, if you make it that way, you can go the weekend before, spend the entire week and, you know, do the shoot and then head home after afterwards on Sunday. So, um, you know, it's and like Brandon was saying earlier, these events are very family friendly. Whether you shoot or not, there's stuff for everybody to do.
0: Man, how cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I, I do like the the places where these events around, but gosh, it, as you travel the nation at different times and you look up, there's nothing like seeing it with your own two eyes. And I know, you know, even some of those spots, you know, driving through to, to Colorado, I'll drop down through Utah and drive on the edge of the Poncagon and some of those Zion and Panguitch Lake and through the Beaver unit. And I'll just stop and throw my glass up there. You know, and and like you say, it's scouting or it's knowledge for years future, some tag that you may want to draw, but seeing it with your own two eyes and and where you have these events placed, it, it really puts you through, you know, the the best places the West has to offer driving through them and then located at them. So, man, it's just awesome. I'm really looking forward to the events guys. Um, man, thanks a bunch for coming on and and telling me all about it. Um, what, what are you guys' plans for season? Um, you've got two 15 year old boys, Brandon, they got to be keeping you busy.
1: Well, Brian, I have nine children. Um, (laughs) and, uh, wow. So, um, yeah, you know, I've we've got nine children, mine, yours, ours and theirs. Uh, my oldest and youngest are adopted. Uh but no, we're we're a busy family for sure. Um uh, you know, they're they're definitely uh one turns one turns 16, The you other know, one turns 16 here in a couple of months. And I've got a thir- one that just turned 13 and um and then of course my daughter just came back from college cuz they closed down the colleges, right? So I got a 19-year-old back at home now and so with the four of them it's nothing shy of a good time. But um uh, I can tell you that uh you know we've got we've got a few hunters in the family and we're all looking forward to this fall. Uh, we're looking well everybody's looking forward to going out and doing these events. Uh, we do it as a family. Uh, my kids come, my mom comes, my wife runs registration and then you know Matt and Jason and some of the guys on the board they come and help us with these events as well and uh it's just a a, a nice tight knit family that does this And puts this all together and um, but we're really looking forward to getting to the fall I I put a post up yesterday of uh, me and a couple of my kids when we were out elk hunting uh, this this last year and I'm really when you're sitting around the house a little bit too much these days you kind of start thinking and daydreaming about those times and and looking forward to those that are coming right and so uh, we're all kind of getting ready to put in for tags and see what we get out of Colorado and maybe something out in New Mexico and stuff like that. And so I know that Matt is all, you know, his family, they've been shed hunting in New Mexico and doing well. And so uh, we're all looking forward to what, what the future has to bring.
0: Man, uh, nine kids and in control of these, um, all four of these shoots. Uh, Brandon. I think you're really good in controlled chaos. I think you're, I think you're perfectly <laughs> suited for your positions.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, great. it's uh it's crazy when it's almost like the quieter my life is, the more unsettled I get, um, you know, because there must be something wrong uh, when you have that many kids running through a house at one point in time Man, it used to be complete chaos here. It was just it was unbelievable. But uh, it settled down quite a bit. And so we're, we're excited about doing these events. And you're right. Um, I, I'm pretty well suited for this kind of chaos. I, I enjoy it. I, uh, I enjoy figuring out how to how to plan it and execute it and learn from it and improve it and be in the midst of it. I think uh, you might you might call me a, a drama king maybe in the archery world.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, and, and uh, Matt, uh, it's real a pleasure to meet you as well. Uh, your nickname is Muley Matt, and you're you're located down in the Four Corners area. Um man sounds like you've already been turning up some good sheds, some um some big bucks been been turning up down in that country huh
2: Oh yeah there's you know I feel blessed that I was born and raised here and you know kind of grew up in a mule deer mecca and uh I have been blessed enough to we talked about world records earlier I've been blessed enough to see with my eyes a couple bucks that would definitely push that envelope as world record um when it comes to pope and young um i none that i ever got to hunt but bucks that i've you know got to watch um and it's pretty incredible um just mule deer are definitely my passion uh but i love hunting and i'm not too far behind brandon i've got between my girlfriend and i we have seven kids um so (laughs) (laughs) so we have a busy fall uh coming up as well um I think for us, you know, archery season is, is a chance like for Brandon and I to get out on our own. But, I mean, as our kids are getting older, I mean, his kids are now archery hunting as well. And um, and it's just it's a huge deal for us just to share our passion with the next generation. And, um, you know, we we put in, in all all the states that we can, that we can afford to put in for and, you know, hope we draw something good. Um, we've got a buddy, uh, Jason, he's on the board. He drew an outstanding Arizona elk tag. So, you know, September's already looking looking good. You know, we're going to take some time and go help him out with that hunt. Um, but you know, a lot of it just depended on what we end up drawing, whether we get some good New Mexico tags. I drew a great, um, late season archery deer tag last year in New Mexico. That season actually took place January 1st through the 15th. Um, and so I'm hoping to get, you know, back down there. I'd love to draw that two years in a row, especially after everything I learned last year. But, you know, in reality, just getting out in the woods, spending time with friends and family. And then I I encourage everybody not only to get out with their friends and family, but get out there by yourself some to, you know, take some time to really, you know, get out in the woods, let everything be quiet, learn who you are, what you're made of. Um, and it'll really change your life when you get back and, and get around your friends and family and, and it'll make you more confident realizing, Hey, I can get out there and do it myself. So, um, you know, it's, it, our fall is always busy, but it's always something we, we so look forward to when it comes to the hunts. Um, whether we're chasing 200 inch muleys or like last year, uh, my dad, Brandon, Jason and I all put in together in Utah and. I think, uh, we were chasing 140 inch mules, but we still had a blast doing it. <laughs> so yeah, just get it. out. We there. had a good time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well said. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. Uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, out having a good time resetting. And I think it's important what you say too. like, uh, I've got two daughters and a, and then a family, my dad and, and uncles and people that I like to get out throughout the year and friends and things, but it's also important to get out by yourself and, um, get some alone time out there and get chasing your de- dreams and chasing some big muleys around. So, uh, well said guys, I've really enjoyed getting to meet you and, um, I look forward to seeing you in person there at Idaho and, and, uh, hope you can make that one matter. i am sure I'll run into you at a different time. So thanks a bunch guys. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Brian. We appreciate you having us on Brian. Thanks so much. And I look forward to meeting you up there in Idaho as well. And, uh, Just wanted to throw a huge shout-out to Eastman's, man. Thanks so much for having us on. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, to all you listeners, we just really look forward to meeting each and every one of you. Come out, find us, say hi, come shoot, and um, let's enjoy this amazing sport together.
0: Sounds like a plan. Right on, guys. Thanks. All right. right. Bye-bye. Yeah, good going, guys. Man, that was awesome. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys, that's a wrap fun conversation with uh, Brandon Waddell and Matt Howell uh, aka Muley Matt um yeah you can you can tell those guys uh love bow hunting with with every fiber in their being and they've just been working tire- tirelessly to to put this event on and make sure it goes especially with all this COVID-19 I'm so ready to be over this stuff and get this economy back rolling get life back to normal here and get these events off. So I know they've got approval on these events. Again, a couple of the dates have changed than what we talked about in the podcast. So I'll go over those dates. I'll, pro- I'll try to pronounce Pajarita again. <laughs> I messed it up again. Boy, Brandon's going to get after me for this one. Uh, but uh, they have some great events. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to try to make that Idaho event. So um, the first event is uh, Lookout Pass in Idaho. It's in Mullen, Idaho, June 12th to- through June 14th. Uh, The next event is Eagle Point in Beaver, Utah, June 26th through 28th. The the third event, Pajarita Mountain, Los Alamos, New Mexico, (laughs) July 10th through July 12th. It's going to be an awesome event, even if I can't pronounce it. Uh, And the final event is going to be at the Purgatory Resort in Durango, Colorado, July 17th through 19th. So thanks to those guys for coming out and doing the podcast. Again, if you want to get 15% off, uh, punch in Elevate15 in their promo code. Uh, you can take that 15% off, and then you'll also get a free digital subscription to EBJ and EHJ. Um, so thanks to those guys for putting on this vent. Uh, like I say, it's just the absolute best practice you can get before season. Uh, so I know I'm going to try to make some of these and, and uh, definitely be shooting some 3D targets to improve my game. Uh, so give them some love, and thanks to those guys for their support. Yeah, over there at Eastman's, um, working away, make sure to check out that Beyond the Grid. We just released a, a new elk episode. It's an older elk episode, like from 2016. It's one of the my first filmed hunts, so uh, it's a little rough. But um, uh, chase a chase chasing Montana elk and, and end up chasing a really nice bull, getting an arrow and a nice six-point. Uh, so they put that out on YouTube. You can find that. Um, and they're going to start releasing a lot of my hunts uh, over the past few years onto there. So I'll make sure to let you guys know when they're coming out. But make sure to check out the Beyond the Grid, the Eastman's Hunting TV on the Outdoor Channel. Just set your DVR. Uh, some great episodes this year. I'm really proud at the proud of the the 2020 Elk episode. There's also an antelope episode on there. I share with Brandon Mason that's the best videography I've done. So uh, really proud of that and really excited for this next season in the future. It just got a, a brand new filming lens for my setup. Um, new higher tripod, this carbon fiber, you know, added a little weight to my tripod for stability and be able to stand it up. So I'm super excited. to Try to capture some hunts. I'm super excited for a hunting season. I absolutely cannot wait. I need some big adventure in my life. I need a 10 day backpack hunt. Um, I already drew one New Mexico late season tag, really hoping for an early season tag. I'm aggressive, put uh, put in all over the nation, but my hunting season is starting to shape up with all my general seasons and, and easy draws. So um, yeah, just hoping for a good early season, high country mountain muley hunt. So we'll see how I do. Uh, results are starting to come out. Montana just released their moose, sheep, and goat. I blanked another year on those, but all I can do is just keep putting my name in, my, in, in the hat. Eventually, I'm going to get a sheep tag, but uh, pretty awesome. Also, guys, make sure to check out, I started that, my other passion in life is fly fishing. And I started this other passion project. It's a, a fly fishing podcast. It's called Flycast, Eastman's Flycast. Um, it's got its own page, it, its own site. You can find it anywhere. You can get podcasts. Uh, I also have an IG page on it. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can make this go uh, adventure fly fishing. Um talking about my personal journey and having on good guests. So it's gone good so far. Uh, it's just in the early stages, just trying to grow an audience. So uh, any guys that fly fish, check that out. Any guys interested in fly fishing, make sure to check that out. And um super excited about the Eastman's Elevated podcast. I uh, got some great episodes coming up for you guys. And then um, lining up some, some really good guests as I'm Going to get a bunch of recordings here this summer with with knowledgeable hunters and and try to get you the right pertinent information for the right season. Uh, as I know you guys are getting so excited uh, for fall like I am, just absolutely cannot wait. <laughs> so uh, thanks you guys for the support on this podcast. Uh, it's, I'm just humbled at it, and um, I sure appreciate it. Uh, support the reviews on iTunes really help me out. And, uh, also the support on the, the IG page where I can let you know what's coming up on the podcast. And, and also, you know, that IG page, it's not only for me, it's for you guys. I, when I have a big following on that IG page, it's easy to reach out to, to really good guests and they can see that, Hey, people are listening into this podcast. This is maybe, this is something I should do. Uh, there's so many podcasts out there nowadays that it, that it separates us from the other guys. So, um, I'll continue to, to post as much good content on there as I can, and um, we'll keep growing this thing. So thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Um, oh, I did not get that solo done this this week. I had just been so busy. I had to rip off a roof yesterday, and we're trying to frame a place, and so um, I had to help a buddy this weekend pour some countertops. So I've just been so busy, but I need to sit down and do a solo hunting podcast also going to do a solo fishing podcast Uh, i will get those done maybe tonight after work if i'm not too tired so we'll get you guys released out those bonus episodes because i am fired up for season right now uh working hard towards season paying my dues and just separating ourselves um so yeah super excited i will get that done here before i release the next podcast so i'll talk to you guys later this week